BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, and welcome to a very special episode of Note to Self. My name is Peyton Sarton. You're stuck with me, solo episode today. But today's episode, the 28th episode, actually falls on my 28th birthday. And instead of doing kind of like a what I learned in 2021 and kind of a resolutions end of year episode, I kind of wanted to focus on my birthday and what I've learned in the last 27 years and what I hope to learn and like kind of live by in my 28th year of life, which is literally starting today. It is so strange to be turning 28. I feel like I remember the anticipation and excitement of being 16. Like I still feel at that that I'm like that age, like I just was super excited to drive. And then I remember being super excited to be 18 and go to college. And I was super excited to be 22 and move out to Los Angeles. And now I'm 28 and I'm sitting in my apartment in Dallas that I share with my boyfriend. Never thought that would ever fucking happen. And I'm drinking a glass of wine. I, to be quite honest, am pretty much fully naked. I just say this to let you know this is how I exist normally. (laughs) Me, my candles, my wine, me naked, Joe's in the other room watching or playing Clash of Clans probably. (laughs) This is just how we exist over here. But it's, it's just a strange... I mean, the past couple months of my life have been very strange. Y'all know. I've taken you guys along for that whole ride. But I don't know. The last 10 years has been really strange. I cannot believe how quickly... The last 10 years have flown by. I will say, like, if you would have asked me at 25 how I'd feel about turning 28, I think I would have been like, oh, no, I'm getting so old. Like, I don't want to be that old. And I truly think, and I've said this before, but the older that I get, the more I think I'm really built to be in my prime in my 30s and 40s. And I'm not just saying that to hype myself up. I'm, I really think that like the, the more that I inch closer to 30, the better things get in my life. Like I can just like afford things and enjoy myself sometimes. And I'm not, I guess I'm just like less focused on stress so much. I feel like I just have so much more purpose and clarity and all of that really started at 25, I will say, but it just gets better every single year. And you know, three years ago, me would have been like, oh shit, 28 so fucking old. <laughs> but now, I don't know, I'm just excited. I'm not scared to get older. I feel like the older I get, 
the more I'm not scared. I feel like I physically look better than I really ever have. And that could be a lot because I just like figured out how to do my makeup literally yesterday, but I've gotten better at it over time. So I just like look better and I can, you know, dress myself better and things like that. I don't know if you're, if you fear getting older, just don't. All right. I guess I'm not, I don't have that much perspective because I'm literally only 28 years old. I'm not, you know, I feel like older people would say that and I would trust them. But if you're younger than me, if you're getting up there, you're 25, you're 26, you're worried about getting older, just everyone relax. It's a great time. I'm having a great time at least. I remember when I was younger, my mom told me um, that her best, best years of her life were at the very back end of her 20s. Now, keep in mind, my mom had me when she was 21 and my sister when she was 24. So she had two kids and she was like, I still looked better than I ever looked in my life. And she was like, I just understood stuff. And it was just so peaceful. Um, And I really, I believe that. I mean, it's not like every day is peaceful. Obviously, we all have our problems, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm really liking it. And then for those of you who are younger and kind of fear getting closer to 30, those of you who are in your 30s, I'm a little bit jealous. I feel like you guys have more perspective than I do. And I'm really loving it here. So do not fear getting older. It's, we're super lucky to be on the earth another year. And I am very grateful to be turning 28. I'm actually recording this two days prior. So I'll be 28 in two days. But when you're listening to this, I will be in New York City for my birthday. So let me take you back before we get into my life lessons, let me take you back to about a week ago, a week and a half ago, maybe when I was visiting Houston, I went to go stay with my, one of my best friends from college, Laurel and her husband, uh, Joe and I went to their like holiday party. They have one every single year in Houston with all of my friends, all my college friends and Laurel's family, but I can never go. Cause I was always just living in LA and it was just too much of a trek to get to Houston and then get back to Fort Worth where I'm from for the holidays. So Anywho, we finally could go, which I was really excited about. And Joe and I drove uh, over to Houston. And after the holiday party, the next morning, we went to brunch with Laurel and her husband, Josh, who I fucking love. And Laurel was like, I have to give you your birthday gift. And she handed me a card. When I opened the card on the inside was an itinerary for a New York trip. I, we had talked about going to New York for my birthday and New Year's because my birthday is the day before New Year's or New Year's Eve. And I just, we hadn't really like made any moves. So I just assumed maybe we weren't going to do that anymore. And they surprised me, her, Laurel, Josh, and Joe, my boyfriend, Joe, uh, kind of planned a beautiful little weekend, long weekend in New York. Thankfully, I know New York's kind of like in a fit right now. We've all been COVID tested, obviously all vaccinated and everything too. And we're going to be as safe as possible, clearly masks, things like that. But also most of the stuff we're doing is like private or like far away from people. Like for my birthday, we're just going to go to dinner. And then uh, for New Year's, we're going to this black tie event at the polo bar. And from what I know, it's just like a sit down, like six course meal, which I have never spent New Year's Eve, quite honestly, doing exactly what I wanted to do before. And I didn't even know this six course meal extravaganza existed. And it is exactly what I want to fucking do. Laurel planned this whole thing. I can already tell. I think the boys just kind of foot the bill for it. But Laurel knows exactly what I like. She knows exactly what I want to do because it's exactly what she wants to do. And we're going to be sitting in our beautiful gowns 
the boys will be in tuxes. We'll ring in the new year with champagne and probably lots of martinis over a six course fucking meal. This is 28 guys. I'm, I'm excited. 24 year old me could fucking never. All right. 24 year old me. I, I would, I would have like chopped off my arm to be doing this right now. I also didn't have any money to pay for it. So I would have had to chop off my arm and sell it to get into the polo bar, but that's a story for another day. So I'm really pumped. I'm really excited um, to be doing something that my friend and her husband, I guess my friends, they're both my friends now, and Joe planned. This is probably the nicest thing anyone's ever done for me for my birthday. So I'm pretty pumped about just being in my favorite city. And like I said, we're going to stay as safe as possible. I can't wait to bring you guys along for the weekend. So definitely follow me on Instagram. I'm not going to vlog this trip. Um, I took a little break from vlogging actually, um, for the last couple days of the year. And we'll get back to that in January, but you guys can follow along on Instagram and I'll probably post on like TikTok and stuff like that. So I'm, I, I think we're doing a bunch of stuff that I haven't really done before besides go to Carbone. Obviously I have to eat at Carbone for my birthday, my favorite restaurant. Uh, otherwise we'll just be adventuring and I'll take you guys along for every single freaking second. Cause I can't not share it with you much to Joe's dismay. All right. So let's get to the bulk of this episode. I feel like this might go along pretty quickly because I have a list here of 27 things that I have learned in my 27 years. Most of this is also like alternate title, what I would tell my 22 year old self because I feel like I've learned a lot in the last six years. Of course, I've been alive for 27 years and today I'm starting my 28th year. So I figured I would just share something that I hope for, that I hope to keep in mind for my 28th year. So I'll be sharing 28 points here. These are in no particular order. I just kind of have had a running list of this and there's just things that I want to hit and things I want to talk about. And they're just like realizations that I've had over the years, especially in my 20s. So let's get started. All right. So the first thing I noticed, and this, some of these are obvious. All right. It's like the, it's like the whole Kylie Jenner realizing things like sometimes things can be said to you. Something specific can be said to you over and over and over again. But it's that one time that someone says it with the right words where it just like clicks. And I've had a few moments like that in my life where it's just I'm like, holy shit, like, this makes so much sense now. You know what I mean? Everyone has that. And I think that's hopefully what Kylie Jenner meant by realizing things. So a lot of this is kind of that vibe. It's the way that I heard something that really clicked for me. And some of it might be really obvious to you guys. Um, but this, these are just important things in my life. All right. So the first thing, number one, you talking to me, let's say I'm talking to me at 22, right? You create your life with every little decision that you make. So your life is a canvas essentially, and you're in charge of painting it. You are the artist. There's something about thinking of it that way that makes me feel creative when I'm living. And like any decision I could make could lead to something bigger. I also find it to be really romantic when I think of life that way. Like there's not really right decisions or wrong decisions. It's just a decision. And it's like essentially like a stroke of a paintbrush. It just kind of melds into the larger picture. And you can kind of go off of that stroke of the paintbrush to do other things. And your life kind of transforms around specific decisions that you make. So it's not like you're doing the right or the wrong thing. It's just you make a decision and your life goes on with that decision. Um, you can change your mind down the road, et cetera, et cetera. 
in many cases, you can change your mind, obviously. So I love the idea of living your life and being creative with it and creating something beautiful, like a beautiful story or a beautiful painting. Everything you do creates your life that you look back on one day. And even now, like let's say you're looking back at your life right now, every decision you've made has gotten you here and you can look back at your life like a beautiful canvas. And I just like to live like that where I, I feel like it just takes, makes me take matters into my own hands when I think of it like that. It makes me feel very free and it makes me feel like I'm in charge and leading my life, which is just a really great feeling to feel powerful in your own life. And like you have the power to make these decisions that can mold your life exactly how you want it. Number two, it took me a while to realize, especially I learned this through doing my job and trying to like, you know, go, I'm in a space where no one knows what the fuck's going on. I realized big picture, no one else knows what they're doing. And that also felt, made me feel really Um, it's made me feel really powerful because it makes me feel free that no one else really knows what they're doing and everyone else is just figuring it out as well. So when I'm confused, when I feel like powerless, when I don't have an answer for something, when I'm lost, I know that so many people are feeling that too. And you just kind of have to make decisions and move forward and try new things and figure things out as you go. And you really have to just be kind of, actively living your life, like actually out there in the arena, trying new things rather than just living in your head, because that's how you figure out life. No one else knows what's going on either until they try new things and try to, you know, learn about whatever it is that they're confused about. You have to like actively be living your life. And it really gave me a lot of solace to know that I'm not the only one that feels stupid. Like, everyone else feels stupid all the time too. We're all just confused. (laughs) I really truly think that. And then you have times when you're not confused and you conquer something and then you move on to something else and you're confused again. So that's given me a lot of hope specifically in my job because I feel like it's sometimes this whole influencing thing can be like the wild west. Like we don't have, you know, influencer unions. Like most, most other careers, most other industries have like unions for workers to make sure that their workers are treated properly and fairly. Like actors have, they have like protection and things like that. And influencing, we don't have stuff like that because everyone's still trying to figure it out. So it can be a very confusing place to be, but me keeping in mind that everyone else is confused all the time for whatever they're doing um, makes me feel more confident in some way. You know what I mean? Number three, not everything in your life is supposed to be comfortable and happy. There are going to be times when things are very uncomfortable and you're not going to be happy all the time. And that's okay. I've had to really learn to let myself feel negative emotions without, you know, really getting addicted to those negative emotions. One, But two, without trying to avoid them. Like, I just think it's important to feel those things that you don't really deem as positive emotions because I think that it's just a part of our journey and we're supposed to have those feelings. And of course, as everyone says, having these emotions that you don't want to have makes it makes the positive ones so much better because you have something to compare it to and it makes you more grateful for those happy times and those um, happy emotions that you have. Similarly, 
being uncomfortable is really important. I feel like I've kind of built my life on being uncomfortable. Like I said, kind of in the last one, um, being confused. And I've really grown a lot from places of, you know, being uncomfortable. And I think it's important to let yourself be in those positions. And sometimes on purpose, put yourself in positions where you feel uncomfortable because that's where growth comes from. Um, similar to being, you know, feeling maybe not the happiest and feeling having negative emotions. I think these kind of experiences make us better people at the end of the day. Number four, this is a big one for me. Let life surprise you sometimes, AKA you don't need to be in control of absolutely everything because if you're in control of everything and you seek a specific desired outcome in every realm of your life, you're not really growing because you're not allowing life to show you new things. You're expecting an outcome and you already know that outcome. You already know how it feels and you expect that outcome. And let's say you like it and you want this specific outcome because you know you like it that's not really that exciting. Like, of course you want to have times where you, you know what you enjoy and you go down the path to kind of chase those things, but also you kind of have to let life surprise you with things because it could give you something better than you ever even had imagined. Um, cause you've never experienced it yet. So you couldn't have imagined it. I think this is really important for me right now because I am such a like to-do list, like goal setting person that I don't let life really surprise me enough. And I'm really working on that to kind of just like let myself be free and drift and let life show me things sometimes rather than me trying to always take the reins and show life like what I'm made of, you know what I mean? Um, so I think it's really important to relax, go with the flow and let the universe kind of guide you and let it surprise you sometimes because that's always really exciting and it feels good to kind of relinquish some control in that sense. Number five is a pretty big one for me. Um, I realize, and I've realized, and many of you probably have realized in your lives that trusting yourself is really the root of confidence. And if you learn to show up for yourself when the opportunity presents itself, whether it's just following through on your promises to yourself, so going to that workout class or treating your body right, or taking a moment every morning to meditate, promises that you've made to yourself. When you follow through on those, or you rely on your own strength through a big life change. When life gets chaotic, like a big move or a breakup, or unfortunately we go through tragedies in our lives, um, things that we are, find very uncomfortable that are very upsetting. When we learn in these small and big ways to rely on ourselves and to trust ourselves that we're going to get us through it, that breeds confidence in us. And it, it does so in me at least. And life, life gets really chaotic for everyone. And if you trust yourself, it's going to be so much easier to exist in that chaos moving forward. So every little way you can show up for yourself. And again, those small ways and the big ways teaching yourself, you can re rely on yourself is going to make you more confident overall. And it's just going to be such a, it's going to be much more peaceful existence, even in times of chaos. Number six is a super simple one, but I have to tell myself this because I'm addicted to misery, apparently. <laughs> okay. It's supposed to be fun. Not all the time is life supposed to be fun, but a lot of the time life is supposed to be fun. Like you're supposed to have a good time. I had to remind my, I had to remind myself this, of this all the time. I wake up in the morning and I don't know what it is. My natural state is just like, ugh, like what the fuck? I'm tired. I want to lay down. No, 
until my anxiety gets made of it, of course. So it's like two like kind of bleh emotions. I have to remind myself constantly that like this is supposed to be fun. Like I'm supposed to make this fun for me because I have to be here, right? And I'm I have to be me because I can't be anyone else. So why not make it a fun time? At least at least as much as I possibly can. Remind yourself that things are supposed to be fun. Remind yourself to be lighthearted. Um, I have a, one of my favorite quotes from Kurt Vonnegut. Let me find it. So one of the reasons I love Kurt Vonnegut is because he makes really serious things. Very lighthearted. Kurt Vonnegut, by the way, is a writer. You guys probably heard of the book Slaughterhouse-Five. I read it, read it in high school. I know a lot of other people did. And I fell in love with his writing because of his really like lighthearted approach to really deep things and how he kind of makes us all connected in these like very serious ways and then makes them very lighthearted. So one of my favorite quotes by him is, I tell you, we are here on earth to fart around and don't let anybody tell you different. (laughs) It's just, it's so, it makes things feel very lighthearted. I don't even know another word to to say right now in that, in the place of later. How many times can I say that in one, you know, in five seconds? But anyways, it just makes me feel very free and safe. And it kind of makes me just like take a deep breath hearing something like that because he writes about some really serious things, war, death, illness, things like that. And reading that in one of his books is actually, it just makes you take a deep breath. And I feel like having fun is a really important thing in life as much as it is important to be disciplined and to learn and to do all these and to love, you know, fun is supposed to be part of all of it. And it's really important. Kind of following that same thought pattern, number seven, being productive isn't always a good thing. (laughs) I had to learn this recently and I did learn it the hard way through burnout. And I think this whole productive, you know, lifestyle that we've all showcased on social media. I mean, I I don't know what you've done, but I know that like in the blogging world, that's a huge part of blogging is to kind of be productive and show off how much you can do. And all of us kind of got a lot of us got caught up in that, I think. And I think a lot of people are starting to realize in a lot of different industries that being productive isn't the most important thing in the world, though we did think about it like that at a time. I've also realized uh, very sincerely that stress is an addiction like anything else. And I'm very addicted to stress. When I'm not stressed out, I will make something to stress out about. I'll create stress in my life. And it's just not healthy at all. Um, I'm really trying to learn how to um, stop being productive a lot of the time. Obviously work with intention and be specific about my work. But I want to have a lot more free time. And I think it's really important to do so. I feel like I'm just going to be in a better headspace when I do sit down to work. I'll have better ideas. I'll be better at everything about my job. I'll be easier to be around because I'm not just reeling from stress. I've been reeling from stress for almost for 26 or 28 years almost my entire freaking life (laughs) also anxiety if you guys heard my anxiety and depression podcast that is some of it for sure but I think I use stress to kind of like self-medicate my anxiety because stress is easier for me to deal with so I just love being stressed and my body loves being stressed like needs to be stressed so I'm really working on undoing that this year actually um but it's something I've I've learned and I've realized that um it has made a big difference in my life and the way that I look at things right now. Number eight, simplifying your life will bring you peace. So like we said before, like I covered, 
obviously life is chaotic. And I feel like for me, when I simplify the things that I can, when it comes to work or my, you know, home, my space, um, my friends, like the, the things that are important to me when I prioritize, AKA simplify, I feel like they're very similar kind of ideas. It just makes my life feel more manageable. Like it feels like there's not as many, you know, moving parts all over the place. I feel like I show up better for myself and my friends and my family and my work. And for you guys, when I make my life simple and I prioritize very specifically, one big way I'm simplifying right now is just like the amount of stuff that I own. A big part of that is because obviously Joe and I are going to be moving a lot. We'll be in a lot of different places in the next couple of years, just even if, you know, moving from DC to back to Dallas and then back to DC, back to Dallas, the way the season goes, it's just a lot of, of moving parts and it's hard to have a lot of stuff. So I feel like for me, it makes a huge difference for me when I physically simplify like, and really consolidate everything around me. And this year I'm really focusing on having much less stuff, but of better quality. Um, so I don't want to buy a bunch of shit you know, just to buy it. I want to make sure that what I buy is good quality will last me and I can take it wherever, you know, wherever I go. So I have fewer things of better quality. And that's just one way I'm simplifying um, this year. And I really think that simplifying is such a good idea uh, for any of you. If you guys feel like you're just kind of out of control or, or life is chaotic, it's just a, such a nice way to like make things easy for yourself is specifically simplifying the things that you own and really prioritizing what you like and getting rid of the things that you absolutely don't need or really want anymore. That's a huge part of simplifying for me. Another thing is really focusing like in simplification, focusing on the things that are important to me in life, getting really clear on my values, really clear on the things that I want. And to me, that's simplifying um, and prioritizing. Again, I feel like those go hand in hand. Number nine. So I learned, similar to how stress is an addiction, the more you think a thought, the easier it is to continue to think that thought. So your brain is a muscle and it's going to follow the path of least resistance from what I've read. Um, I'm not a doctor, <laughs> I'm not a neuroscientist, but I think that's like the easiest way to put what I've read. And similar to how like stress, for example, if I'm always thinking stressful thoughts, my brain's going to fire off those stressful thoughts because it's just, it's just what it knows. Um, so you have to introduce positive thoughts to get out of that negative thought loop to create a new thought loop. Um, and I think this is why where affirmations really come in and I need to get, you know, with the program on creating affirmations for myself that I really need because I know they're really important for this reason. And I know it takes consistency. It's, it, it's exhausting, but really so are negative thought patterns, intrusive thought patterns. Your brain is going to run on a loop essentially. Um, and I, I have really been focusing on getting myself out of negative thought loops. Number 10, enjoy the journey because it's not about the finished product all the time. So stop rushing through things because one day you're going to look up and years have passed while you've just been rushing. Um, that has happened to me, honestly, in the past 10 years, I can't believe, I mean, in the past 28 years, really, I can't believe how quickly things have gone. Obviously things go really slowly. They say like the days are slow and the years are short or however they say that. <laughs> I think that's what they say. <laughs> We can ask them. Someone ask them. 
So for me, it's been really important to try to enjoy the process and stop and smell the roses. And it really takes pressure off of me, I realize, when I figure out how to enjoy the process of getting to where I'm going and being patient and kind of like looking at the journey as my life, like instead of just going from point A to point B and then looking up and being like, whoa, where'd all that time go? Just enjoying the actual process of learning new things and getting myself to where I got to go. Number 11 you are your home, first and foremost. You're the person that you know best. Um, you're the person you're going to spend your entire life with. You're the lo- the first love of your life. And I take that very seriously. And I think it's taken me a long time to have the confidence to say that about myself and really think it. And it's, again, one of those things that I had to do through affirmations, through forcing myself into these positive thought loops really, um, about myself. And that's been a really important thing for me. And I know that it also aligns with, you know, the trusting myself, kind of relying on myself, being there for myself. It has really made me feel like I am my home and no matter where I live or who I'm around, I can always trust me. And I always, I always have my own back really. Um, and that's really important to me. And, I think that when I look at myself like that, like a home or like even a muse for myself, I just feel much better about my life and things feel just lighter and happier. Number 12, feelings and emotions are fleeting, but they're incredibly necessary. Definitely honor them, but don't let them wreck your life. It's important to let yourself feel and to have emotional release and a safe place to experience feelings without judging yourself for them. Because like all art, songs, visual arts, movies, that all comes from feeling and emotion. And that's why we connect with it so much too, because we feel things that an artist or a singer or you know whoever feels, um, and we know what they're feeling. We felt to something similar, and that's how we can kind of connect to art in that way, in my opinion. So I just like to view feelings and emotions as temporary, So they're like passing visitors and I can meet them, I can learn from them and I can move on from them. And I feel like we have so much to learn from our own experience. And these feelings and emotions are really important indicators of things in our life and they should not be ignored. I don't think that they should be repressed, obviously in a healthy way. I think they should be honored and felt, but uh, I don't, I just have really focused on not letting things like that define my life, though I do think that they're really important to respect and honor and especially not judge ourselves for. Number 13, this is an important one from my childhood really and my teenage years. Don't shrink yourself to make other people comfortable with themselves. It's really hard to do this because a lot of guilt can come if you're, let's say you're good at something and you stand out in some way especially if you have friends who are jealous or, and you can, and you're a good friend, you're a nice person. You don't want to make your friends sad or jealous or feel bad about themselves. I feel like it's easy to kind of hide your strengths or the things that you're good at or hide yourself if you stand out too much. And I think that my life has suffered at least in the beginning of my life from that. When I look back, am I sad that I, you know, did things like that? No, I feel like I had a, I was pretty good hearted about most of it, but I think that I would be more confident and I would have been more confident earlier had I not shrunk myself so much to try to be, quote, normal or fit in with people. So just like don't be like a braggadocious fucking asshole, but you don't need to hide your strengths in order to make other people like you more. 
you know, um, I feel, I feel like the right people will come into your life and they're going to value what's amazing about you rather than being envious of it. Number 14, move forward. Sometimes you need to proceed without certainty or closure or explanation, and you just need to make those decisions to move, move your life in a forward motion. I feel like this is again, kind of that thing with being in the arena. Um, your life is happening. It's not stopping. Right. And there's some, there's times to relax and to kind of retreat and, um, reflect and things like that. But I think it's really important to be in the arena engaging in your life and not letting it pass you by, um, by just living in your head. I think it's really important to really be out there learning and doing and, and trying new things and moving forward is just one of those things that I always think of in life every day when I wake up, if I'm stressed about something that happened yesterday or whatever it is, I'm just like, just move fucking forward, move forward, make some decisions today. Number 15, boundaries are incredibly important and you should not hang out with people who make you feel like you have to negotiate your own boundaries and what makes you comfortable. That's really important because I feel like we have, some of us have problems for me, at least this has happened with people really close to breaking boundaries. And it's really hard to set boundaries with people, especially if you haven't from the very beginning, family members, friends, exes, whoever it is, it's boundaries can be, I feel like they can seem sometimes to us, the people setting them as intimidating because you don't want to offend people by setting your own boundary. But if someone makes you feel like you need to negotiate with them, um, when you're placing a boundary down, you got to get out of there. You got to get away. And it's important to go through that time, of the uncomfortable conversations to set boundaries too, because a lot of people will surprise you, I think, and, and, and they're honoring of those boundaries. I think people sometimes can be offended at first, but a lot of people I've set boundaries with have actually been very respectful of them. And I didn't expect that. So make sure you're setting boundaries around yourself and with people and make sure that you're living your life and not feeling, I guess, threatened by those closest to you. And if someone again makes you negotiate it with them, probably not your people. Number 16, stop wishing you were somewhere else. I went through this a lot of my life where like I was at a party and like someone else I wanted to hang out with was at a different party. And I was like, oh, God, I want to go to that party. When are we going to that party? When are we going to do this? When are we going to do and I would just get in my head. I was always ready to go to the next thing because it seems cooler rather than just hanging out where I was and making the party there. Um, so stop wishing you were somewhere else, whether it's where you live or you're going out somewhere and you want to be at this party and you're at this party. Stop wishing, you know, if you're in high school, make the most of it. You don't need, don't like, you know, sit there wishing the whole time that you were in college to get from take it from me, be where you are and stop wishing you were somewhere else because eventually you're going to be somewhere else and you're going to look back at where you were and be like, oh, that was actually pretty cool. I don't know why I didn't enjoy that. <laughs> Number 17 kind of goes along with the productivity thing, but you don't need to be busy all the time. It's going to be okay. So it's very important to take quiet moments to yourself to do absolutely nothing. I don't even mean like go do something fun. I mean, literally do nothing like what we used to do before cell phones. And we had like computers in our hands at all times. I don't get me wrong. I freaking love the smartphone and I love computers. It's given me my career. It's made me a lot smarter. <laughs> I've learned a lot and I think it's overall improved my life. But I, I remember times when I was young, especially we used to go out to my grandparents ranch and really deep East Texas. And everywhere my grandparents live, they don't have Wi-Fi. So we didn't have internet or anything like that. 
And we go out there in the summer times for a while. And it's on a lot of land, um, about 20 minutes outside of town. So it's in the middle of literally nothing. And there isn't a whole lot to do out there besides work. We would do chores and stuff. Sometimes we go into town to watch a movie or see a movie. Um, sometimes we watch movies at the house. Uh, we go feed the horses and the catfish and all the dogs and everything like that. But a lot of the time I'd be sitting there just looking out at the view when I was young. Again, I was like, you know, this is my childhood. I grew up every summer going there. And we didn't, I didn't really consider that boredom necessarily. I would just sit there kind of in thought and catch myself sitting there doing nothing, thinking about stuff or just watching like animals and things like that. And I really miss those times. And I really feel like I value that kind of time with myself now more, though I don't find myself in that position a lot of the time. So um, I think it's important to let yourself sit around and be quote bored um, and kind of just reflect and relax and don't really do anything actively. Give your brain a rest, give your body a rest. I think that's really important. Number 18, when you're confronted with something that makes you uncomfortable, analyze why it makes you uncomfortable. I think it's really important when our bodies physically feel uncomfortable or like they reject something. Like sometimes I have my body, like I swear, like rejects certain people. Like when I meet them, I'm just like, no, this is no, there's something about them. I don't like and in those cases, I usually will sit back and like analyze why. Like, do I not like this person because I, they feel like a threat to me in some way? No, not usually. Do I not like this person because they just feel like they're phony or disingenuine? Yeah, usually. <laughs> but th that's an example of just like analyzing what makes you uncomfortable because you learn a lot about yourself when you when you really reflect on the things that make you, you know, angry or uncomfortable or just like upset especially if it's just your body, you can literally feel it like rejecting something or your gut, I guess. All right. Number 19. Unfortunately, being a woman involves a lot of responsibility and it shouldn't. I think that a lot of the time being a woman means that someone always wants something free from you or expects something from you or is trying to possess you in some way. Um, like you belong to them. Honestly, man or woman can do this. People really have the gall to tell women what the fuck to do a lot of the time. And it really drives me insane. The older I get, the more I'm like just a raging misandrist, honestly. <laughs> Not even a feminist anymore, to be quite honest. I think women are better than men. And I, I stand by that, honestly. I think that we have an innate power as a woman um, or as women. And... I think it's important to not let any man make you feel lesser than him. When you're around man, men, I've learned to just kind of stand my ground, stand tall. Sometimes men just operate differently, especially in the workplace. And I think that luckily I don't have to work around a ton of men. But when I do, I just make sure that I make everyone aware that I'm incredibly confident in myself and that I'm not intimidated by the male species, no matter what they say or do to me. Um, I think being a woman is a very powerful thing. And I think in the coming years, we're going to learn more about that and people will start valuing that a little bit more in our society. I know it could be really difficult and I've educated myself a lot on women's issues. I've lived through them. And then, you know, later even, um, before I even realized I was living through these issues, I learned more about them and I continue to do that every single day because I just care so much about the experience of life as a woman. Um, and I think that you need to be honest, you know, me talking to me, be honest about your experience as a woman and talk about it with other women because it makes us all better at the end of the day. Number 20, if it comes, let it. And if it goes, let it. 
this is really important. This kind of goes along with that whole canvas, painting your life like a canvas. And it also goes along with controlling your life too much. I think kind of it's like the what what's meant to be will be. I think there's a nice balance in life of you going out and getting what you want and doing what you need to do to get where you want to go. And also letting life show you, you know, who is supposed to be in your life and who is not supposed to be in your life. If someone comes in your life and they want to leave it, let them leave it. It hurts and you you could sit around and feel that pain because it's important to feel it like we discussed. But you've got to really embody that whole you know, I'll be fine without it kind of thing. Um, which again is like ultimate confidence to be able to sit there and be like, you know what? I could take it or leave it. I'll be fine with or without this person with or without this thing. Knowing you're always going to be fine is a very attractive quality in people, I will say. And I think you're going to attract a lot more good stuff, but being calm and having that quiet confidence to where things can enter and leave your life as they will. And the right ones you know, at the end of the day, we'll stay. The right things will remain in your life. Number 21, obviously we got to talk about boys. So number 21 is men are far more simple than you think. And I've noticed that if a man is into you, he's going to show up and he's going to be into you. If you have to ask a man to show up, especially in the beginning, let it go. <laughs> Just move on. Maybe he'll come back and show up later in your life, a couple months down the road, years down the road, whatever it is, but you don't force anything. Just don't try to, you know, fit a square peg into a round hole. As they say, <laughs> I think that men are very simple. If you're a woman who likes men listening to this and they're going to show you what they like and what they want, at least in my experience, I haven't had to fight for any guy that really wanted to be with me. Number 22, no one thinks about you as much as you think about you. So don't be embarrassed to do whatever it is that you want to do, because really, honestly, someone might talk about it for five seconds. I think we're all like kind of stunned into submission and we're all worried about being embarrassed or doing something embarrassing when really no one cares. And I live my life by that most of the time. You know, not all the time because everyone has that like innate sense of wanting to belong and not be embarrassed, but most people don't give a fuck. And I really try to embody that because no one cares what I'm doing to be honest. You'll listen to this podcast, but you probably are doing a gazillion other things today. Do you listen to a bunch of different podcasts? I'm glad I can be here to help, but I know that like no one like actually gives a shit what I'm doing and they're not really paying attention that much to my life. You know, even as an influencer, I can say that confidently. <laughs> I want them to pay attention to my life. But they're not. Everyone's paying attention to their own life, right? Which I love. So don't be embarrassed to do things do whatever the fuck you want. No one cares. Okay. Also remember like when you did that one embarrassing thing and you always will remember it and you're so embarrassed and you think everyone thinks about it all the time because it's so embarrassing and you just like fixate on it. No one's thinking about it except for you. And there's, there's a freedom to that. It's great. It's wonderful to be humbled like that. <laughs> Makes me feel really free. All right. Number 23, not everyone is meant to stay in your life forever, so move on when necessary. You need to learn to walk away from the things that don't work for you or don't suit you anymore. I have felt this the most with friendships. I feel like I hang on to things. Um, and even if I have like falling out with fallings out with friends, they're usually like there were multiple things leading up to that. And then there was like the last straw. And like it was just like, hey, fuck, we gotta, I gotta like get away from this person. And I think that I usually am a person that tends to hold on to people because I just 
feel like the people in my life should be in my life forever if I love them. And that's not the case. Um, and I think that not everyone's meant to do that. Your people are supposed to come in your life to teach you things and then they leave. And this kind of goes along with some of the other ones that I've already said, but this one really hit me when I heard that, like not everyone's meant to be a part of your life forever. You're supposed to love some people and let them go. And it's all a part of your story and your journey. And I think when you look at life like that and you look at people like that, it's easier to kind of release the people that want to be released or that are no longer working out and being productive in your life overall. Of course, relationships, there's always going to be things that will pull you back and push you forward and things like that. But I feel like overall, the people in your life should be people that make you feel good overall. Again, not it's not always going to be great, clearly, but it should be positive, a positive experience that the like in general, right? When you're around certain people. So move on from people that don't suit you anymore and know that those people came into your life to teach you something, but they don't need to stay there forever. Number 24, not everyone loves like you do. So people have ways, have different ways of giving love and they have different ways of receiving love. And just because, I mean, I learned, I've learned this every day in a relationship, just because I feel like I would do this because I love someone doesn't mean that that's how they show love, right? And I can't be so judgmental about the way, you know, for example, Joe shows love. If it's not the exact same way that I show it, um, I can communicate to him and we can like discuss that. You know, it's a very important conversation to have, but I can't just expect someone to give love and receive love like I do. It doesn't mean they don't love me. It just means that they don't do the same things when they're in love, you know, um, that can go to your friends and your family as well. Um, so keep that in mind and have those conversations with your friends and family, because it's nice to communicate and know how everyone shows that they love you in the little ways that you you might be missing. Number 25, give yourself grace. Forgive yourself of your shortcomings because your life begins and ends with you. It's the same thing as you being your own home. It needs to be, it doesn't need to be always a happy home, but it's nice to live in a happy home. And a lot of that comes from giving yourself grace and forgiving yourself for the person you were yesterday, the person you were a year ago, that thing you did three months ago, you know, whatever it is. Um, I think learning to forgive yourself and give yourself some grace, let yourself, you know, learn and uh, grow through mistakes and shortcomings. These are really important things. It'll make living in your head a whole lot fucking easier. Number 26, relationships take work. Um, lots of uncomfortable conversations and going on a limb uh, to share your heart, hoping the other person feels the same way. I mean, I've been through these with Joe and thankfully we end up on the same page, which is why we're still together. But relationships are not easy and it's a lot of communication. I understand why everyone says like it's all about communication. Really, it's like the biggest thing. Um, respectful communication if possible. But if you're going to get into a relationship and you start hitting walls or you start having, you know, conflict or conversations, as long as everyone's doing, you know, conversating in a respectful way and with love, it's absolutely normal to have conflict in relationships and to have disagreements in relationships. Obviously, hopefully no one flies off the handle and freaks out or anything like that, but everyone, you know, everyone's different and there's a healthy way of discussing things, uh, but don't expect relationships to be easy. And my 22-year-old self really needs to fucking know that. Number 27. I don't know. Like, I don't know why I'm ending with this one. I just came to mind while I was writing these. Uh, closure is rare. 
And there isn't always a last word. Sometimes you just need to learn to live without it. I learned this in a big way, whether it's through relationships with men, with friends, family. I mean, things just happen in life sometimes that you don't expect. And sometimes you never get closure on things. And if you sit around waiting and begging and wishing for closure, um, it can be kind of a waste of time. And realizing for me, I think realizing earlier on that closure wasn't a guaranteed thing. Um, I feel like I would have moved on from situations faster. It is difficult to move on without closure, but once you get started on doing that, it becomes a little bit easier as you move forward in life. And I think it's really important to remember that closure just isn't guaranteed in a lot of situations and you're going to do yourself a disservice by expecting it sometimes. All right. And with that, let's talk about 28. Number 28, what I'm hoping for my 28th year I think, like I discussed before, a really big part of this year is going to be learning to disconnect and kind of wean myself off of, if you will, misery and stress, because those are two very addicting things in my life. And I don't want my brain to go so in a negative mode all the time. And that's just my you know, solid state. <laughs> I would call it realistic, but some others might call it negative. <laughs> I really want to learn to kind of disconnect from that. And I think I want to really learn to manage my time and um, prioritize my time with an emphasis on having more free time, more fun, more time to sit and think and reflect and just relax and just have a good time. I just want to have a good time this year. I've been working my fucking ass off every single year. I do a, like a new year's resolution post. I used to do it on my blog. And most of the time it was always like, you know, work on this, work on this, work on this, work on this. It's been that way since I was 22 years old. And this year I just really want to focus on obviously working. I'm going to work as hard as ever. I want to work smarter to be honest though. And I want to make, you know, a lot of money and do all these things, but I really want to emphasize having a good time while I'm doing it. Because for me, there's something in my brain that like just doesn't naturally go that way. Like I feel like everything needs to be stressful, like we've discussed. So I just need to really focus when I get up in the morning, I need to focus on having a good time and having fun. Some of y'all can maybe relate to that. Some of y'all are like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, are you normal? No, I'm not normal <laughs> at all. And another thing I really want to do this year, I guess this is like three bullet points and number 28 is to be bold and make some bold decisions and take some risks because I feel like that's what makes me feel like I'm really living my life and I'm really in the arena. Obviously I don't want to be reckless, but I would like to be more bold and confident in some big decisions in my life this year. And that's the episode. I thought it was going to be shorter than this, but I really chatted your ear off today. For my birthday, I would like all of you guys to rate and review the podcast. You guys can actually rate on Spotify right now. And I list, I'm a big Spotify person. So if you go on there and rate it, that would make me so happy. Consider it your birthday gift to me. I love you all. Come join me in New York on Instagram at Peyton Sarton. And I will talk to you guys in 2022.